Welcome to the Celebration Sessions podcast. The Celebration Sessions is a podcast about life, loss and love. It's about how we mark the milestones in our life, how we celebrate important occasions. It's about rituals. It's about cultures. It's about normalising the difficult conversation around end of life. And most importantly, it's a reminder, now more than ever, of how important it is to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on the Celebration Sessions podcast. Welcome along to the Celebration Sessions podcast. Uh, an interesting episode today as we remember uh, a member of the community of Inchicore who sadly passed away in October 2022. So this episode is very much a celebration of an historian, an Irish language advocate, a cultural campaigner, and more than that, I think a neighbour uh, uh, as well. I think it's important to say. Joseph O'Brien uh, was Inchicore's best known and celebrated uh, historian. He was chairperson of the local Cunra na Gaelga here in Inchicore for over three decades. Uh, his book, Inchicore, Kilmainham and District, was reprinted, I believe, four times and sold over 10,000 copies. A remarkable feat. Uh, a member of the uh, Kilmainham and Inchicore Heritage Group as well, Joseph was instrumental in having Richmond Barracks restored and in highlighting the significance as well of Emmett Hall to the history of the area. And appropriately enough for this podcast, we're here in the very hall that he built, an Irish language cultural centre in the heart of Inchicore to celebrate his legacy. Now, we have a number of guests here with me who will pay tribute to him. I'll introduce our guests as we go. But I think, uh, where do we start, really? We'll begin with poet, writer, uh, historian in his own right, uh, Michael Flanagan. Michael Akara, how are you doing? How are you? Kirklor. Kirklor. Well, listen, thanks very much uh, for joining us. I think uh, an appropriate place to start today would be to just get an overview of of who Joseph was. Kirklor. Tafalta Road, Carla, Glair, Shaw, and Up. It's more on Priblay, Dum, Pay, on Curra, a Hort, Cupola Fuckle Ara in almost Dun Dinet Untakte, a Shouseful Brain. Far can all the eager Octin Avion, on Quilver, a Gusmak Lane Untakt, Sister I too. Godime for more on honor Dun Vet Atna Accorde. I first met Joseph when I attended his regular slideshows in the Kundra Hall. And if I remember correctly, that would have been back in the late 70s. The slides he used were the traditional 35mm slides, which required a projector with a working bulb and a blank wall and a switch to turn out the light. Many years later, when Joseph wanted to show his slides in the new sports hall beside St. Michael's Church, his biggest difficulty was trying to black out the light coming in <laughs> through the numerous modern windows. Sadly, I think this marked the end of shows of traditional slideshows. He said that he would get his collection digitised, and I digitised a number of his slides for him, but I'm not sure if he ever got the rest done. At last count, I reckon he had 600 slides. <laughs> 
Many of them very spectacular, including swans swimming on the pond field right behind this very hall, and giant icicles hanging from the Tordlock Bridge. I need hardly emphasise the incredible work he put into his seminal work in Chicago, Kilmainham and District. He interviewed hundreds of people over the course of 40 years. Some of the people he interviewed could recall events going back as far as the 1916 rebellion. Wow. A fervent nationalist himself, he was not shy to relate the connection of the village of Inchicore and its affinity with the British Army in the form of a garrison at Richmond Barracks. Throughout his life, Joseph was active in seeking to improve facilities for the people in the local area. He was a member of the Inchicore and Kilmainham Development Project, founded in 1980, and he was a member of the Kilmainham and Inchicore Heritage Group, founded in 2004. He was one of the main driving forces in having Richmond Barracks restored and reopened as part of the centenary celebrations for the 1916 rebellion. It was down to his determination that we eventually got the cupola or cupola restored on the gymnasium. He was particularly pleased when the heritage group had plaques erected marking the importance of Emmett Hall on Emmett Road, the home of Michael Mallon. He led the welcome for Father Joe Mallon when he visited this hall in 2006. Fogamita Hilla play Maron Service, of course, shows of Dungalga, Arbel Kunra Dungalga, Anish Shine, Gurumila Mahagut. Gurumila Mahagut, to Hain Mihal, Gurumila Mahagut. That's a wonderful, wonderful overview of shows of, and, and to get an idea of the impacts. I think that he's made uh, on the area uh, over the years and his, his life's work, the dedication, everything that he put into, uh, as, as you touched on there, his work with the, the campaign, with the, the couple there in, in Richmond Barracks as well. Well, they didn't want to do the couple because they thought that if they mentioned the couple to the government, because it was important to understand that the we applied to the government in 2013-14 for funding to do Richmond Barracks up because it was like a, a falling down cow shed at the time and they were worried about how much it was going to cost and whether the government would go ahead because that was at the depth of the recession after the collapse, the economic collapse in 2009 when it came up to, by that time the government hadn't got a penny so they didn't want to do the cupola or mention the cupola, which is the light tower on top of the building, and it's the only thing that gives the building a uh, 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 characteristic. Indeed. An indeed. attractive characteristic. Indeed. And Joseph was the one who pushed and pushed to get that done, and it makes all the difference to the... Uh, and a wonderful legacy, I think, the, the fact that he, that he really campaigned for that, and a wonderful legacy, I think, for, for the people of Inchicore now to, to be able to, to appreciate that. And what's really nice as well, that wasn't his only efforts in terms of preserving the culture 
uh, and, the, and the history and the narrative of Inchicore as well. Uh, he would have been involved with Kilmainham Jail and that campaign to, to restore that. Now might be an appropriate time to, to bring in one of our other guests here um, uh, and a wonderful neighbour in the area as well, Deirdre Farrell. Because Deirdre, I know you, um, when, we, when we were talking off air, you, you touched on uh, some of his efforts with uh, Kilmainham Jail. Yeah, as you know, Kilmainham Jail was derelict in the, Absolutely, in the 40, yeah. 30s, 40s and 50s. And in the 50s, he told me he, he got to Together with, with a, a crowd of men, and they formed a committee to help it get it restored. Yeah. So he really helped an awful lot of places in Inchicore. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. privately, sometimes you wouldn't know by, but he'd done these things privately. Oh, like when we think about the fact that Kilmainham Jail is one of the the, the biggest well, tourist more, attractions yeah, in the country a, now. I think it's about third or something in the world. I think or in Europe. I think. Oh, I think Europe, so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a wonderful yeah. achievement to think that yeah. that he was involved in that. And I, I think one of his other little legacies that that he's left behind when we talk about this hall, this Conra Hall, that the, the Crave Hall that we have here in Inchicore, which was a, a, a big achievement uh, that he's after uh, leaving behind as well. So now might be an appropriate time to bring in our next contributor, um, who interests enough is my mother so Anya Declare hello Anya Declare. <laughs> How are you? Uh, well first and foremost I'm delighted to be here and I'm delighted of this opportunity to pay a tribute to a much loved friend and neighbour in each indeed and indeed. it is just wonderful well my connection with Joseph I met him when I only came to each in the early 70s and the, this hall was up and running then, and I got involved in it, and it was a great cultural centre. Yeah, yeah. There was singing, there was music, there was set dancing, there was Cayley, mm-hmm. and that was only some of it, and of course Irish classes, and it was a great little hub. But that's thanks to Joseph. And so what year, roughly speaking now, would well, this Well, the built? hall was built in the early 50s, mm. and it was Joseph that got this up and running in the early 50s. Yeah. And um, it would have been very difficult at the time to even get that money together mm. and to build it where it is because this was always considered the swamp. Mm. And I'd say now he had to go through a lot of hoops to get anything built on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the early 50s, and it's going ever since then, and it's just a wonderful legacy he's left behind. Absolutely. A lovely cultural centre. But I got to know him a lot better later on then uh, at a personal level. He, he was very far seen, way ahead of his time. One of the biggest things, apart from his, his history and all that, he set up a Nimra. Mm. Now, that was way ahead of his time. There was hardly a play school in Dublin at the time. There were few and far between, very thin on the ground, much less a Nimra. And you could see the vision for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just rang up this woman. Her name was Clara Vigonel. And she came in from Rohini and he asked her, would she just do it? And she did. And a group from there started off very small and very few facilities and very little. But, but, they just soldiered on. And then that all gained momentum. Yeah. And yeah. then another woman joined with, uh, with Claire there and her name was Ban Vigonal. And they were there for a good many years. And then over the years it progressed and improved and it got better. And a little bit of money came in, and then at that time it was under the auspice of now this is a mouthful, the rave school scolita. Rave school scolita. Who crushed the rave scolita? Try and say that after a few drinks. <laughs> and that was Forest Nagalia, and they could see the potential in this, and they started supporting 
these Nimra then, and then, like everything, a bush would gain momentum. And then shows have actually, I joke and say I was head to it, shows have asked me then, they were looking for somebody else. Claire was coming in from Rohini and two buses every day, and it was getting very tiring and very difficult. So he asked me, would I come and kind of help here? Mm. And that was an 81. 81. 81. And it, the timing just wasn't great at the time. Uh, yeah, there might have been a reason why uh, the timing wasn't great for you in 1981. Might that have well, been the year I was born? Well, I had a little baby at the time. <laughs> On show. And I just felt the timing wasn't right, really. Yeah, now, yeah, even yeah. though it was only a few hours in the morning at that time, I just felt mm. it wasn't right. So another very nice woman came by the name of Emmy. Emmy Bruce was here for a few years then. So it never stopped. I mean, thanks to show's momentum, we just kept going. Yeah. And then he asked me again in 84 when Emmy couldn't continue on. And I came in 84. And I was here till we had to close with the COVID in 2020. Yeah. So 36 years. And over the years, of course, everything improved the rules and regulations mm. between HSE and everything. And again, I... I have to say, I think it gained quite a good reputation in the area. I think it might have, yeah. yeah. But not only that, very importantly, out of this Nina came the Gale Skull. Indeed. And only for the Nina that mightn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Because the parents that came here then at the time, and it was sessional care now at the time, and uh, little or no money in it or anything, but you did because you felt you were passing on yeah. something, the Irish yeah. and... A group of the parents here, they could see the potential in it, mm. and with Joseph, and he always pushed for Gale's school anyway. And it's like everything, timing is everything. The timing was just right, mm. and they pushed for the Gale's school, and out of this, the Gale's school started. And isn't it remarkable to think, the yeah. more we talk here, yeah. this quiet... Private man, man. <laughs> very quiet, very private. Ha yeah. has had such an impact Huge on impact. the area in such way. I mean, the Nain were here, like you say, and it has. And I, that I, was I, only because of, of the uh, the COVID that time, which yeah. really had to close. Yeah. And then times were changing and that kind of thing. But the Gale Skull is thriving. Yeah. He loved the old places and people of Inchicore yeah. and district. Yeah. 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 And uh, he, and I'd go up to him and we, we I'd bring up maybe the bits that I'd have old photographs and that. And I'll never forget when, when he's, he, uh, as you know, um, I, I, myself and, and Joseph, we formed a little committee at the launch of his book. And uh, the late Lord Clare, your father was on uh, the committee. Indeed, and uh, indeed. Father Borno Diablets, um, Henry, Henry O'Connor and myself, and we formed a little committee and we used to meet in the CAE club. So he was a little bit nervous at the time. And I said, I said, there's going to be that many people, Joseph, you'll have to go for the seal club. The weather <laughs> wouldn't hold it. So he said, all right, he says, I'll go for it. Well, this is not exaggerating. The guards had to come out and, uh, and direct the traffic up that night. There was that oh, many people. Oh, my word. Really, it was, yeah. It was 1999. Yeah, yeah. The people had to, the guards came out. Not only was, was the guards directing the traffic up South Terrace and in the square, they rang short of chairs and glasses for drink. 
Wow. It was that many there. It ended up with a Kaylee. Joseph was in his alley. <laughs> he was signing the, the book and all. It was absolutely fantastic. And, and in all that time as well, I know we yeah. touched on uh, Lawler Breed as well because mm. I know he, the, the yeah. mass. Great respect that. for that. He yeah. loves celebrating Lawler Breed. Yeah. And I remember he used to say to me because I was a member of the CAE Ladies Club. He'd say, Deirdre, I'm having the mass now here for the first of February, St Bridget's Day. Indeed. And we get some of the ladies. And, and I'd get the ladies to come down. We'd many a great night here in the Gaelga Hall, Cullinan Hall. And he'd say to me privately, if you're asked to sing, Deirdre, would you sing the Isle of Inish Frey? Ah, wonderful. It was yeah. a lovely, lovely occasion, kind of to start to spring yeah. and yeah. say Bridget yeah. and all that. And that was his baby yeah. like that. Yeah. He loved yeah. that. Yeah. And the Kayleigh at the end. And, and the yeah. at the end. But yeah. the celebration and the mass meant an awful lot to him. And he always, he was great for gathering everyone up. Yeah. He'd ask everyone to do everything I and know. you couldn't say no to him. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone got little jobs, whether it was the altar getting them all ready or mm. reading or right. making the tea. Yeah. <laughs> you just wouldn't say no, no to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, as quiet and all as he was, He'd no problem asking you to do anything once it yeah. was for the good. Yeah. 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 And uh, there was some something for it at that. Yeah. yeah. And even as busy as this hall has been over the years, now might be an appropriate time to bring in our, 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 another person that we have here with us, the wonderful Jer English. Jer, can you come to? Come on, maybe I'll, I'll come here and I'll, I'll sit down next to you because I'd love to get a sense of the crave now and where we're at now and, and, and his legacy in that regard. Yeah, Joseph, um, I met him when my son started with the Nina and that was about 2005. And Joseph saw me as a new parent, a blow-in. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very excited when he heard I was from Kunta in the Ear V because as far as I know, he rugged away. He, 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 he had relations in Westmead and he grew up with his auntie oh, and yeah, spent a lot, lot of his childhood in Mullingar. So a lot, a lot of the time he'd be checking in on how things are in the Midlands when he'd have a chance to chat. He um, was excited that here was a new parent with young children coming on and he was just delighted that that investment, that those seeds that he had sold in 1951 um, were still beginning, mm-hmm. still continuing to blossom and bloom. So um, the Conra and the Nina at the time always allowed Joseph, I suppose, to keep in touch with what was going on and how it was moving forward. And in saying that, um, the new Kahirlock and there's a new team, I suppose COVID was very hard because mm. everything had to pause, yeah, but yeah. we were determined to kind of keep our hand firmly on the past and what we had inherited because um, Joseph never let like the mill is another part of our local heritage that we haven't mentioned yet. We haven't that, even touched on and, the bill, yeah. And, and, and it was when I met Joseph in 2005 or six, whatever, that I, I was living in the area and I hadn't even registered that it was down the road for me. Yeah, and yeah, Joseph yeah. had the energy and the enthusiasm. And now look at it today, it's completely mm. refurbished um, and opening up a whole new lease of life for another visitor attraction in the area. So holding our hand firmly on the past and what we'd inherited, we really had to move forward and grasp the future indeed and so there's lots of new energy has come in since i suppose covid really the pause it it put 
a, a huge emphasis on the importance of keeping everything going. So now there's a thriving community coming through the Conor building here in Grattan Crescent. Every week there's the Tuesday night at 7.30, there's uh, Kirkle and people come and they gather. And that's a very strong ongoing um, connection that people have to meet new people again, bringing new parents in for from the Gwail School and the local canter, the local community. So they have done Daddy Nanulug at, and they've done Halloween Iahauna uh, things for the kids. And they have been engaged with local pop up Gwail Talks. They've had Super. Um, a gig of Gwailga, um, not particularly here, but the people who'd be coming here would be able to go and see, you know, people who would perform Osgoelga in the cherry tree or wherever. Um, Parig Jack and uh, I think Patricia Scanlon was another person. And um, so so there's a huge sense of all of that. They're also ecologically aware and looking at how we can best preserve the planet mm. and the, the garden outside. They're keeping an eye on that and making sure it's as ecologically sound as, as it possibly can be. Getting lots and lots of people in. To, to, to volunteer and to contribute and everything and the, the vision for the future is, is tremendous in, in Simon and Eamon and Nolene are people who are on the Christa now and yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, there's a huge amount of support for it That's they've fantastic. done they've brought the Conor building up to date with health and safety and lights and all that new Kishtanua and so it's a very comfortable warm and inviting space and it really is we're sitting here on lovely little sofas you mentioned the new car here look which is simon and Simon starts his connection here with his little daughter Keila coming to the Nino and then she's going to Gale School. So brought all that in and it's great that he's taken over and fresh blood in yeah. Yeah. Young eyes. Talking about shows one of the first words I learnt off Gaelga was standing outside Spar when it was new down there. And it was broad, the word for pride. And it was really striking that it's one, because I was saying, you know, it was great for me to be a new parent. And I started to relearn Irish because I didn't have great Irish. So now I can blather away and make a good few. Glorious, glorious platoon, Asquelga, and keep going. And um, but I was saying how wonderful it was my children were able to converse Asquelga. And he said, oh, you must be, you know, so proud. And he says, and now the word for that is bro. So broad. even in the middle of the street yeah, in Inchicore, Joseph was willing to share yeah. what he knew about the Irish language. And again, a quiet, retiring gentleman. He was okay. always dressed to the last with his yeah, shirt and tie. That's true. And his That's beautiful true. quiff on his hair. Yeah. And he only went, he lived independently on his own up until the last summer. 95 years of age. And so up until the early part of the summer in 2022, he went to hospital. Even in the hospital, he was there with his quiff right. and his shirt and his tie That's as true. best as he could. Mm-hmm. And he never let go of that. Uh, I was saying that he would stop, he would ask you to do anything, yeah. whether it was to do something with the mass or school mm. or join a committee, but it was never for himself personally. Yeah, no, never. No. It was always for the area, for history. Yeah. Yeah. It was never for himself. And, and it's interesting thinking about the Afrin, uh, the uh, law fail breeda, because he'd know I hadn't great Irish, and he it he never. Wanted to do a reading. He he landed the pages in front of me, and he said, "Come up now to the house," 
and practice and I go through it with you to make sure I had the pronunciation correct <laughs> and to make sure I was not going to be too put off by any of the language that was used yeah, in the readings yeah, or in the yeah. prayers of faithful yeah. and and it was lovely because some of the other girls, uh, the parents who had been children in the Nina and now they're ki- they were parents of children mm. gone through the Nina and the Gwe school. They were also alongside me and he made no, he gave me the same kind of encouragement or more Wonderful. as the people who were uh, fluent in Leifa, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, he only wanted to encourage people and keep it thriving. Yeah, it was yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So, so even though I might not have had the courage, he never let that no, stop me no, being yeah, here yeah. And, and contribute. And, and he'd be there at the back of the hall and watchful and delighted of everybody the doing their bit. Always yeah. in the background. Yeah. 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 And a, yeah, and a lovely quality. That's a lovely characteristic, I think, for yeah. some, to show such support and, and, and encouragement as well yeah and actually so you mentioned uh i i think i've i've missed a little segue point now but there was a lovely point where you mentioned um eurospar there and and spar and in fact i reached out to somebody on facebook who he himself actually lovingly described himself as as a nemesis i think of uh, of shows of <laughs> and that was liam o'mara and Liam sent this lovely tribute in. It's a beautiful piece of poetry. And in fact, uh, I believe it was a poem that was written uh, after the last time that Liam saw Joseph in Inchicore outside Eurospar. So I'll share it now. The History Man, in memory of Joseph O'Brien. Margaret met Joseph in the supermarket. Joseph, our local historian in his 90s, whom no one had seen for ages and had wondered whether he was still around and compass mentis. But there he was, the history man, just standing there between the pet food and the infant merchandise. How are you? she asked and had a conversation with the oracle who proved as lucid grumpy and contrary as he had ever been before. Both wore their COVID masks throughout their talk, lasting all of 20 minutes until Joseph was exhausted of things that he wanted to say. Margaret marvelled at how well preserved he was, a bit slow on his feet, but walking without aid, his wealth of knowledge still intact and there to share. And once outside the store, they each removed their masks, took in a welcome breath of inch of core street air. Then Joseph looked, jumped and said, Margaret, it's you. Now, wasn't that a lovely little piece, a lovely little poem? And so we'll just thank Liam for, for that. For that wonderful um, little tribute to him, a, a gorgeous poem. Uh, he did have his little catchphrases when, when, you, when you met him on the street, I think, didn't he? Did, and anyone who would have known that when he'd be finished with his little chat and he'd maybe just indicate, i leave it there and that would be it. It would be time for him to go, i leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Um, a huge thank you to, to, to Liam. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that he, that he had that input uh, in this podcast as well. He did send me a little message because he said the last time um, that he saw Joseph was opposite Tesco, just at the turn into Turconnell Park. He said he waved over to me, which was a bit unusual. Anyway, I went across and he put his arm on my shoulder 
He was complaining, of course, about everything, especially his health and asking if I had any information uh, on the Viking burial ground at Longmeadows. And even then, I sensed that I, I would not be seeing him again. And that poem was written shortly before that, following a conversation with his friend, Margaret Somerville. But uh, it's, it's lovely to have that little piece of, of, of poetry as well. And in fact, it actually perfectly encompasses Joseph, I think, when you would have met him on the street. Um, Michael, just to come back to you as well. Um, what's lovely about the fact we're here in the Cunner Hall, there are going to be Irish lessons starting soon. We've covered an awful lot here. We might just start moving towards the end now. But in fact... We touched on the mill earlier on, and I'd love to just touch on that and the, um, the heritage group. Well, the thing about Joseph was he was really the mentor for both groups. We had two groups come back, as I said, as far as 19, 1980, I think it was, well, 1989, which was the Intercore and Development Project. And that was really concerned with the fact that nearly all of the shops and businesses in this area were in a very poor state. Mm. They, uh, mm. uh, there were many places were forced to close down even subsequent to that. But I mean, uh, we, like, we had a little paper out at one time and we couldn't get advertised. The, adver- the shops would give you £25 for an advertisement, but they could only do it once a year because mm. that was how bad situation was and our group at that time that Joseph was a leading figure in with uh, the parish priest uh, Father Mick O'Connor who was the chair it was a very strong group but we were trying to get incentives into the area to build a place up from the poverty and the the, 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 the situation it was in and Joseph was always a leading spokesperson from that and then when we went in later on in 2004 there was a group the Kilmainham and Inchicore Heritage Mm. Group which was much more concerned with the heritage of the area. He was the leader in that as I said before and mentioned that uh, pushing for Richmond Barracks and the Coppola and everything like that and also for Emmett Hall but he was also very interested in in the mill, Kilmaine Mill. And himself and Michael Conaghan really led the campaign for the mill. I was concentrating more on the barracks at that time, but uh, Joseph was uh, very interested in the mill and he knew the whole story and the, the history of the mill, which is actually associated with St. John's Priory, which was uh, Kilmaine Castle. And which was built by Strongbow in uh, 1174, believe it or not. Strongbow Declare. Strongbow Declare built yeah. Kilmainham Castle. Here we go. Anya Declare, did you hear that? And Crowher Declare on show. Yeah. Did it encompass John's Well, Michael? It did, but that's John's Well, John's Priory. But the thing about what you probably didn't realise, which also did realise and always was aware of it, that that was the seat of government in Ireland for nearly 400 years. Go away. Uh, yes, the priors of the Templars and the Knights Templars and the Knights Hospitalers were actually the King's Viceroys. And they governed Ireland from Kilmainham Castle until such time as Queen Elizabeth I moved the government or the administration from the Kilmainham Castle, which is was on the grounds of what we call the Royal Hospital Kilmainham today. Mm-hmm 
the, she moved that to Dublin Castle and then Dublin Castle became the sort of uh, chief administration. But Joseph was always our mentor, he knew more than us and uh, himself and Michael used to debate very vigorously as to whether or not the uh, Michael Conan, as to whether or not the, the, the Vikings might have been buried in the grounds of Royal Hospital or John St John's Priory, uh, so they 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 spent a lot of time discussing what to put on a plaque. They were going to put a plaque on the at the entrance to the War Memorial Park where there were undoubtedly Viking graves found there. Wow. And Joseph was very interested in the Viking graves, as he mentioned to uh, to Liam there earlier in the conversation he was always on about the the, the vikings and the mm. association between the vikings because uh, there's one man Colin kenny brought out a book called uh, about about Kilmainham. He, he said uh, a village older than dublin well wow. because the vikings really according to joseph as well the vikings uh, more or less uh, settled here before they settled down down and the on the caves, yeah. So that was shows yeah. And then for 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 a village older than Dublin, <laughs> and for Joseph to come here and leave such an imprint, I think, following that for his generation. Aren't we lucky here in Edgecourt to have had such an esteemed person yeah. here for all yeah. those years and to live such a good, long, healthy life? I think so. Yeah, I think and so. leave such a legacy behind. I think so. No, I just like to say. Um, he, he was very involved with with the 150 celebration at the model school. Oh, of course, you know, as well, yeah. It's 170, and uh, so he was at that. And of course, he was. I, I used to be talking to him about Thomas Kinsler because he went to the model school, mm. and um, so there was great celebrations for that as well. And then he was he really loved, he was a very religious man. He loved the 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 church. He loved yeah. the object church. Yeah, of course. And yeah. he used to go to Mass nearly every night at 7 o'clock. Indeed, so indeed. You'd always see him walking up the road, yeah. His faith was important to him. Yeah. Mm. You know, his, his faith was very important to him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'd just like to thank you, Connor. Oh, dear, dear. And for, for a lovely evening and, and all the guests. They're, they're lovely people. Oh, my word. Thank you, thank you so the much. honour is, is all mine. I'm delighted to be able to do this. Uh, I've been between, and, and Michael will know, I approached Michael a long time ago and it's been a long time in, in, in the making and of course Simon here on, on the committee as well uh, a huge thank you to him uh, uh, as well um, but I'm delighted to finally uh, get this together and get you all together as well Anya Declare Deirdre Farrell, Chair English and Michael Flanagan and to Lima Mara as well who, who contributed as well. Uh, Buikas, Mila Mila Buikas, thank you so much. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to push my microphone down because I think we can wrap this up. I think for somebody who left such an imprint on, uh, uh, on Inchicore, um, I think, does he deserve a round of applause? I think. Yeah.